want to welcome you to the Annex Podcast, hosted and presented by the Building Christian Fellowship. We can find every reason under the sun to be offended, but what do we do when offense comes? What about if it happens in church? This episode is important to listen to as Pastor John teaches us from Matthew 18. Let's tune in together. Even so, it is not the will of your Father who is in heaven that one of these little ones should perish. Moreover, if your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. If he hears you, you have gained a brother. But if he will not hear, take with you one or two more, that by the mouth of two or three witnesses every word may be established. And if he refuses to hear them, tell it to the church. But if he refuses even to hear the church, let him be to you like a heathen and a tax collector. Assuredly, I say to you, whatsoever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatsoever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. And again, I say to you that if two or of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, and it will be done by them, or be done for them by the Father which is in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am there in the midst. Now we're reading this, and I'm reading it because one of the hardest things I find as a pastor is not coming up with a message every Sunday. It's not running an organization and keeping things in order. It's, it's not going and praying for people. It's, it's not the fact, are we going to meet the budget? But one of the hardest things that I have to deal with as a pastor is keeping the unity of the body. Hardest thing is the hardest thing. I, I begin to understand that when Jesus said, offenses must come. How many people have been offended before? Amen. How many people have been offended by people in church? If you haven't been, just start coming for a little while more. You will be. <laughs> Promise you. Offenses will come. But this is a big deal to Jesus. And, and I've said this many times before that I believe it's in John chapter 14 or 15. But in the book of John, before Jesus left this earth, he prayed to the Father saying, Lord, let them be one. As you and I are one. That's what he said. So it was very important to Jesus that his church get along. I don't know about you, but as a parent, if you have multiple children, nothing more would break your heart than to see your kids not getting along. You fight to keep your kids from fighting. When I see Judah talk to his little sister, because, you know, little sisters can get on your nerves, and I understand that. But at the end of the day, I look at him and I'm like, uh-uh. You two will never fight. I don't want division. And somebody's got to be mature enough. Or Christian enough to humble themselves. Right or wrong. Because I know in my marriage with my wife, sometimes it's not about being right. It's about unity. And if I got to sit down and humble myself or my wife humbles herself, look, it gets to the point where what are we arguing for? What's greater in this relationship? You being right, me being right, or that we are in unity? How can two walk together unless they're in agreement? And you know what the agreement is? 
that there should be nothing that comes between us. Do you know that the marriage between man and woman, when they said, what God has put together, let no man tear asunder, let no man take apart. It's the same thing in any committed relationship. If you're my friend, I'm committed. And what God has put together, let no man, and that man could be me or you. So here we have the instructions in the book of Matthew, in red letters, by the way. Jesus thought it very important that he would stop, turn, and teach. This is not a moment of follow me and watch me as I do it. He stopped, set everybody down, and said, let me tell you something. If there's somebody that offends you, you go to them and talk to them. Thank you for the amen. We got to this point, saying to God, that we are so afraid of confrontation in the church. Why can't I confront? See, we think confrontation means fighting. That's not what it means. Confront means to go before somebody. But we have this issue, what's happening in the church, and I'm not just saying this church, but it's, it just was on my heart heavy this morning. I studied, trust me, I studied all week, but just this morning I woke up with this scripture on my mind, and I was like, God, I don't know what's going on. I was full of anxiety this morning because I'm trying to figure out what to do. I'm like, okay, wait, now I'm going to preach this word, and I'm going to preach this word, but I'm not going to get a release until I do this. And I know it's the heart of the Father because he wants his children to get along. And he left us instructions for how to get along. I want to encourage you with something today. When you are bothered by what somebody else, somebody that does something to you, and you decide that you, quote, unquote, I'm just going to go talk to somebody else about it. That's the problem. That's the problem. Because you are going and you're pouring your grief no matter how you cover it up, to somebody else. The Bible doesn't say, if you have an aunt with your brother, go to the elders, go to some a brother, another brother, talk to them about it, get advice, and then go talk to the other person. No, it specifically says, go to that person that offended you. Am I helping somebody? Is somebody hearing this today? It is hard because of the, the, the generation and the culture that we have. We have a culture of texting people. We have a culture of Facebooking it. We have a culture of putting it on instant message. But we don't. it says go to them. Don't call them. Don't text them. Don't DM them. I don't know what it's called. Whatever it's called, you go to them. Don't make it a phone call either. Why? Because things can get lost in translation when it comes to texting. A simple, a simple, hey, man, what's going on could be like, oh, you want to fight me now? Because really it depends upon the mood of the person reading it. I believe it's in Philippians or Ephesians. One of those with the I-A-N-N-S at the end. <laughs> Chapter 4, verse 3. Endeavoring to keep the unity of the body of Christ endeavor that means we have to fight 
And, and I'm telling you as a pastor, it breaks my heart. And if it's breaking pastor's heart, I know it breaks the father's heart even more. That when his family can't get together. Listen, and this is church family. This is your regular family. This is your friends. If you have a problem, if there's an issue, let's just go to that person. You don't need a mediator at first because it says here that if you go to that person and you say what's wrong on your heart. You notice he didn't say you had to agree. He said if they hear you. Which means, I hear you, and we'll talk about it. It says at that point, you've gained a brother. But if he doesn't hear you at that point, like, I mean, I don't care. No, I, I, I don't care what you say. At that point, you bring witnesses. When you bring witnesses, you don't tell them. You just say, I, I have a problem with somebody. I need you to come and hear it. Don't you go ahead and pre-program their thinking before they get into the whole conversation. You want them to come in because as Christians, as people of God, we want the truth to come out. And we don't want to try to manipulate the truth. You know, manipulation is what? Witchcraft. Don't try to lead somebody into believing your side. God wants us to endeavor to keep the unity of the body. Fight for it. And as I was reading the scripture early this morning, I was like, man, this is making a lot of sense. I, when I'm reading, it says, we're, we're, whatever we bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. It's basically when you come together with your brother and you have a problem, that what he's talking about is binding that issue, getting rid of it. And he says, and if you two agree, touch and agree, it shall be done in heaven. It ain't all about, well, you and I are going to bind this problem or bind that problem. We're gonna, I bind it up in the name of Jesus. It's talking about the issue, the ought that you and your brother have. And he says, and if you, he says, where two or three are gathered in my name, we use it for church, but it's also for problem solving. So when I got an argument, when I'm there, first of all, let's get together, let's pray first. Because where two or three are gathered, we're here in your name because we're doing the word of God. God's going to be in the midst of our offense to help us resolve this. I'm here to tell you right now, and I'm a witness to it. I have seen this done. People follow this scripture to a T, and I have seen greater relationships be built from doing the word of God. I'm telling you. If there's people in your life that, you have, that you're offended by or have done something to you, endeavor to keep the unity of the body. Go to them and talk. If you're the one that did the offending, listen. Don't discount somebody's feelings. Assuredly, I say to you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Again, I say to you that if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, it will be done for them by the Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered in my name, I am in the midst. The Lord wants us to solve the problems. His last prayer before he left here was that we get along. We cannot move forward as a church. Now, I'm just talking to the building. We cannot move forward as a church until we stay unified. We don't have to agree on everything. We're not going to. But we can agree to disagree and, and still love each other. And I mean, I hate to use this analogy, but I'm going to use it, okay? 
I believe the 49ers is the greatest football team ever to play in the National Football League. I just believe that. Some of y'all in here argue and say it's the Raiders. About four people in here would say it's the Patriots. But even though, watch this though, you see it's a rivalry, we see it's competition, but we don't allow that to divide us because we agree to disagree. We'll still, uh, uh, nope, you guys lost the Super Bowl. Well, at least we made it. Oh, okay. Uh, uh. People want to start wars over stuff that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And saints of God, I'm telling you this, and, and as I'm beginning to speak, I'm beginning to see the bigger picture. Because unless we have unity here, we're not going to be able to have unity with other churches in Susun. God is, I'm telling you, God is moving. God is allowing me to have friendships with pastors just in this little, what is it? How many miles is Susun? Four miles. Four square miles. Four square miles in the township of Susun. Four square miles. But God is allowing me, God's allowing me to start becoming friends with these pastors, and we're already planning and talking about doing stuff. But you know, when people come in and they see and they go, oh man, these people ain't together at all. Pastor, why are you even dealing with him? Their people don't even get along. Because you, you, you ever walk, you ever stop by somebody's house and you, and you walk in their house and you could tell they've been arguing. It's like you walk into like, like there was cooking something, you know, you, the, the atmosphere's thick. You're like, oh, 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 somebody was yelling in here. Somebody, yeah. You, you understand? And see, when you walk into a place, it, you can tell the atmosphere. People really see, feel an atmosphere. When people get around us, they should be able to, to sense unity. They should be able to sense the love and they should be able to sense authenticity. These are the three things that people tell us when they come visit. Like, man, I can tell this is an authentic church. People really mean it. It's like when I get hugged, people really mean it. It's not like the church hug. It's like, hey, hey. And, you're, and you know, people are like, ah. But this is the unity that God wants. And listen, saints, offenses will come. I will offend you. My wife will offend you. Our pastors will offend you. We will correct you. We will lead you. We will guide you. We will, with all, reproof, all that good stuff. Other people in here will do stuff. But I truly believe that everybody in here loves each other. Amen. We may not like each other. <laughs> Can I just be honest? Can I be honest? Some of us don't like each other. And that's okay. But we have to love each other. And love is an action word. Huh? Come on. I may not go hang out and go to the game with you, but I'll work with you. I'll love on you. I'll come to your aid. I'll cry with you. I'll laugh with you. I'll rejoice with you because I love you. But if we, you know, as far as like going to watch a football game, it might not happen. And it's okay. Because it didn't say that I have to like you. It says I have to love you. And if I have a problem with you, I have to resolve it and resolve it quickly because the Bible says that if you don't resolve it quickly, it says, lest a root of bitterness spring up from out of you and defile many. 
Thank you, Jesus. A root of bitterness. What is the root of bitterness? Anybody ever been bitter? Mm-hmm, good. I know nobody raised their hand. Okay, one person raised their hand. But that's okay. You don't have to raise your hand. I mean, you know, it's like I'm trying to get better, but I'm bitter. It, right? But see, here's the problem with bitterness. Bitterness doesn't just affect you. The Bible's specific about bitterness. When you get bitter with a person, for some reason, you want to share that bitterness with everybody else. That's why it says, let a, a root of bitterness spring up out of you and defile. The word in the Bible says defile many. So that bitterness, because you're not getting along with one person, you come over here and start talking about that person and how you feel about it. And we like to disguise it as things like, well, you know, I'm just brother, brother, brother John, I need you to pray for me because I'm having this issue with sister so-and-so and she's always doing this to me and doing that to me. And, and you know, praise God. I, I, let's just pray for her right now. You, you'd be like, yeah, let's pray. Well, Lord, please just, just help her with her mouth, Lord. And, and Lord, I just thank you that, you know, every time that she backstabs me, Lord, I just thank you that you've given me the strength. No, that's, that's not, no. We do it, though. Do we do that? When we pray, it's like, God, for, you know, forgive them for what they have done to thou servant. I have walked uprightly before thine, Lord. Right? That's our prayers. But when we go to somebody else, when we start saying all this stuff, do you... I'll give you a perfect example. If you're married, you got a boyfriend, girlfriend, let me tell you guys something. Listen. You have a problem with your significant other, don't run and tell your mom or dad about it. You know why? And I'm using this as an example. Ladies, you got a friend, a problem with your, with your boyfriend and your husband, and you go tell your best friend, you love your husband. You're gonna get over it. Your friend loves you. And they ain't getting over it. You you went on, you moved on, and your friend's still looking like your mom's like. Your friend don't want to have nothing to do. Uh Uh-huh. I got your number, right? Do you you hear what I'm saying? If you got a problem, go to that person and deal with it with them. Because everything else is gossip. The Bible calls it a tailbearer. Run wants to run and tell. And we disguise it in Christianese and try to cover it with righteousness and devoutness and it's not. It's really just garbage. So saints, let's endeavor to keep the unity of the body. Amen? Amen. 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 Someone just give God praise. That's all the time we have for this episode of the Annex Podcast. But we encourage you to get connected with us by downloading and using our TBCF app today. Or you can visit our website at tbcf.life. That's tbcf.life. Until next time, thanks for stopping by to the Annex Podcast.